Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. So blessings to you and your family that I know is so thrilled to see you. So let me just uh, uh, share what God's put on my heart to share. I'm hoping that I could do it justice uh, in the way that he delivered it to me. I'm going to try to deliver it to you. And uh, uh, I'm excited that you would hear. I just, you know, in my prayers, God, give us ears to hear. Because there's so many things being spoken out there. And we're just bombarded with, with information and words and, and, and bad news. Nobody likes good news. Everybody wants to watch the bad news, right? You know, and, uh, and it's sad. But what I'm here to tell you tonight is really good news. I mean, it's, it's, it is probably, when, when you figure it all out, it is the best news that you will ever hear. But, but what happens is sometimes we don't, uh, 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 take it in because it's not news that's going to help me at this seemingly at this very second. I want something to happen right now. I want to take either the red pill or the blue pill and be changed. Right? I, I, I want it to do. I want and, and when you are talking about uh, turning your life over to the living God, there is that immediate decision that somebody will make. But then there is a process that transpires. Where it, it is an act of your will to continue to pursue Him. And man, I can tell you again by experience, if you, if you choose that, it, it literally is a joy that, it, that uh, it just doesn't come any other way. And it is uh, a consistent joy. And so here's what Luke chapter 1 says. And I'm starting at verse number 1. And uh, if we're talking about the Christmas uh, uh, story, the birth of Christ, it is uh, uh, the writer of Luke that gives us the the most detailed account of the birth of Christ. And and much of what you see, you know, the manger scenes, all that is a result of, of Luke telling the story or the event of Christ being born. And so it starts out, and this is what Luke says, and why he's doing it. He says, Inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which has, uh, have been fulfilled among us. Luke wasn't the only one. He said, many have tried to describe what's going on around, what the great things that are going on, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word and deliver them to us it seemed good to me also having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first so well you think you that's pretty arrogant well now he had understood he was there he said uh having perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write to you an orderly account most excellent theophilus that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. So Luke, the book of Luke, when you're talking about the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Luke was written to a man, written to somebody. He wanted to give an eyewitness account 
of the things that he experienced. It's pretty incredible. And so, uh, 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 again, the narrative of the birth of Christ, Luke wasn't there, but he collected all the information that he could collect. And if you read, uh, and I'll read it for you, in the accounts of the birth of Christ, starting in chapter 2 and verse number 1, it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesarea Augustus that the whole world should be registered. The census took place when Quirinius, pretty good, was governed Syria. So all went out to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph went up to Galilee out of the city of Nazareth and to Judah uh, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to register with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. This is the only account of this, is Luke's eyewitness account, or Luke's declaration through the witness in, this, in what he had been told. He said, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for and to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. Let me stop there for just a moment. If you are going to declare, here it is, God uh, uh, coming in human form. Emmanuel, God with us. If you are going to make that declaration, why would you go to a group of shepherds on the hillside and say, hey, you ought to go check that out. I, I'm going to tell you, God's ways are not our ways. You know, if, if we're going to make some uh, uh, declaration, begin some worldwide movement, we would find some superstar to represent us. We, we, we'd make sure that it made all the, 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 the news everywhere. But, but I'm going to tell you what, God values what we declare to be simple. Thank God He does. When you're talking about God's revealing Himself, he does, we think God reveals Himself to the super wise or the super uh, uh, spiritual. And I'm going to tell you what, God brings revelation to the simple. You that think you're nobody, to God, you're incredibly somebody. And for God to, as He is... Uh, 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 Jesus is being born in a manger. He sends angels very specifically to a group of shepherds and makes a declaration that's absolutely the, the greatest thing the world has ever heard. He said, I have good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. And, and he goes on and, and it talks about the will of God. He declares this incredible truth to nobodies. It's the, that is the danger. Listen to me. 
of following the crowd. That's the danger of being so influenced by our culture around us in different industries and, and, and people that maybe can run a 100-yard dash real quick or, or, or hit a baseball and think that we ought to listen to them, uh, uh, their morality and, and, and their ideas. Well, because there's somebody. I'll tell you something. There's a bunch of nobodies that knows a lot more than some great somebodies out there. There's, there's, somebody, there's people that, that, that God has revealed great things to that will never be anybody in this world. But to him, he's the one. <laughs> They're the ones that he just wants to draw near to. And, and, so, and so the idea in your heart and mind and, 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 you know, oh, i got to be famous. i got to be somebody. I got, you got all of these dreams and goals, and Jesus doesn't care about one of them. Really, what he cares about is you. And, it, and there was, a, there was a, a, a beggar that was laid next to a rich man's house. Jesus telling the story. The rich man, you know, he... He had everything, a beggar just had the scraps, digging through the garbage. And the Bible says when, when Lazarus, the beggar, died, the angels came and swept him away. To anybody else, he had no value. To anybody. And I'm talking to us that are in the church sometimes. We, we don't see what God sees. God values humanity. And he values sometimes those that we do not think have value at all. And Lazarus, the beggar, is taken away. And the rich man, that we don't even know his name. Don't even know who he is. But I guarantee you there was people that day that lived around him that knew who he was. And he was probably pretty proud of the fact of who he was. But when it comes to what God has for us next... What we value, I'm just asking you in this season, in this season, man, the king of kings left the throne. And again, born in a manger, why not be born, you know, somewhere nice? Why would you, why would you subject yourself to come and be born literally in a cow trough? You know, a manger is a real pretty scene. I honestly not, you know, but uh, Jeannie and I had an opportunity to, our oldest daughter went to Beth or went to uh, Jerusalem to college for a semester, study abroad. And so we we had an opportunity to go, and Jerusalem wasn't far from Bethlehem, and so we went to Bethlehem. That was an eye opener. That had you know the snow globe of all you know how pretty it is. Ooh, I guarantee you, I wouldn't want to be out there at night. And, and just and again, I re, I realize two thousand years has transpired, but the reality of it is, his birth was not. You know, we got the donkey singing and the, you know, uh, you know all stuff going on, and it's like and the snow globes going, and and it's all this pretty scene. And you know what, a woman had to give birth in a barn, and they had no place to put the baby, so they threw him in the manger where you usually feed the cows. That's really what happened. And I guarantee it wasn't pretty. It wasn't, wasn't brightly lit. Uh, but what did get lit up 
with some shepherds that heard the story and, and, and said, hey, here's a sign for you. You go see. And so they, they looked at each other and they said, man, let's go see what, what the Lord's made known to us. Let's go see what's going on. And they, they find Jesus just like uh, 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 they were told. And they were so excited because they were looking for a Savior. They were looking for a Savior. I've got to tell you what, it's easy to get somebody excited that's looking for it. But man, when we're around people that they don't even want anything, they're just not looking for anything. They think they've already got it. And it takes a long time sometimes in somebody's life to realize what you think you had is so temporary. But what Jesus has given to us is absolutely amazingly eternal. And so he says, they, they go and see this. He said, let us go to Bethlehem. And when they came, in verse 16, with haste, they found Mary and Joseph and the babe laying in the manger. Now when they had seen him, uh, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which had been told by, to them by the shepherds. So the idea, here, here's my point in tonight. Um, if you're, if you're going to celebrate the birth of Christ as a reality, not just as a tradition, then read the rest of Luke's account. Because it just doesn't stop with his birth. I mean, there's a life that he lived. There's a ministry that unfolded. There, there was a uh, uh, the reality that he, wh why he came. There, there was a, uh, uh, a cross that he bore. There was a death that he died. There was uh, the sins of the world laid upon him. That's the, the eyewitness account. There was, there was a burial that went on. And then there was a resurrection. That was, that's the witness. It started with the, with, with the birth literally started back when he said let there be light but it started for us when when jesus was born and we celebrate the absolute incredible reality that he loves us that's amazing that he would go to the lengths that he's gone to and and and, and if you if you embrace that idea and that understanding and you're looking for it in in my 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 desire my life is uh, I want to I want to be like a Luke in the day that we live. I'm not going to write it, but man, I want to live it so that they my my life declares a, is a witness to what God has done. I want I want to just I want to be a part of that. If, if you're looking for, let's go see what the God's done. If is there, is there anybody around that you can look at and say, well, what has God done? I'm going I'm to ask you, look at my life. Let me tell you a few stories. Let me tell you what's, gone, what's happened to us. And I, that's just me. There are dozens around here that you could go to them and say, tell me about him. Not just, don't give me a history lesson about him, but what has he done? I'm going to tell you what, we have got to be the ones that declare what he's done. And I don't have to make it up. I don't have to make it up. I can tell you some stories that you'd say, wait a minute. That's just not possible. 
Oh, that's just chant. Yeah. No. No, that's just Jesus. That's just Jesus making himself real. To And I'm not putting myself down. I know he loves me. But literally a nobody to anybody. You know, I, I was just a kid, you know, a farmer out of high school in the Navy, lost and alone. And you know what? He, he revealed himself just, just a little bit. He may known something, and I had to pursue that. I had to go, okay, let me go see if this is, could this be real? And I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't looking for some angelic visitation. I went to somebody like Luke that already had an experience with an eyewitness account, and they began to share what God had done to them. I said, man, I wonder if that's true. And then I found out the more I pursued that, the more he revealed how true it is for me. And so I stand here tonight just thankful for the birth of Christ. Thankful for the revelation to the shepherds. Thankful that they had the guts to go to, to Bethlehem and see if it was true. Thankful that through the years, you, you know, Luke said, hey, I better write this down so that, that, you, that this can be a certain and you can understand that what you're believing is correct because I can look back at what he wrote and say, yeah, I believe that. Thankful that at 18, 19 years old, God revealed himself to somebody to this world who was a nobody. And he, and he, he literally changed my life and then miraculous things unfolding until here I am today just wanting to be a Luke to a world that needs it. Not, not a written word, but that life that we live and the declaration. So if you're going to if you're going to celebrate the tradition, yeah, do that, man. Hoorah. But do more than that. If you're going to name the name of Jesus, be somebody that wants to put yourself out there, not beating people up with the Bible, but don't be ashamed of him. They need to see him through you. You never know what God has revealed or, or made known to somebody, and they're looking to see if it's so, and they're going to be looking at you. And you know what? I'm excited because, man, there's enough of you here. If they're going to look, if these people in this day are going to look toward you, they're going to see him. So stand with me. I think we're going to sing one more song. But I got, I got to tell you this. I just, uh, I love this. I love this. I love uh, getting together with people. I love seeing, you know, visitors or wherever you are in your faith. You're, you're in a place of just trying to figure it out. I love that. I, I, I love being there and, and, you know, to answer a question or being able to point you in a direction where your, your question can be answered. I love when the reality of Jesus comes alive on some, in somebody's face. There's nothing greater and I'm going to tell you something. You say, well, you know what? It'll get me through the day. It'll get you through eternity. And one of these days, when we stand 
over there. And we reminisce about all that's gone on. Man, oh man, we're going to be glad. We're going to be glad for the suffering. We're going to be glad for the good times and bad times. We're going to be glad that we let our lives shine to a world that desperately needs to see if these things be so. So I'm going to pray a blessing. We're going to sing one more song. Then we're going to go out and have some fellowship. And uh, man, be ready this year because more than ever, this world needs to see him. And they're going to see him in us. Father, I thank you for the season. And I pray a blessing on uh, this holiday season on every family. Let the love of God be around every table. Lord Jesus, wherever they are spiritually in their lives, God, you'd you bring them to the next step. You'd lead and guide us as an assembly, as, as homes, as fathers and mothers and children, Lord Jesus, into a deeper and closer relationship with you, which will only enhance our relationship with one another. I speak your grace, God, upon us and your safety in the travel. God, as they leave this place, let's sing together as we're dismissed. One more Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.